Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octoroks, Tech Tech's levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. Wow. <laughs> that was intense. Yeah. Radical. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Play Retro. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and I'll keep cutting this grass with my sword until more rupees come out. Rupees! And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and these red wall-looking rad bastards that Ganondorf dispatched are still in my XP. So how will I ever defeat the Iron Knuckle Knight now? I knew I shouldn't have gone alone. It's dangerous out here, Scott. It, it sure is. It's a very dangerous place. Be careful where you stick your sword, is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Play Retro. As you might have guessed from our introductions, we're going to be talking Zelda, uh, specifically the first Zelda game on the NES, and 2, which was technically called The Adventure of Link. Very different direction for that series. Uh, yeah. I would call took it a, a... Took a turn. Very temporary blip, in my opinion. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that and what happened and why and all that. Um, the background of those games is really interesting. So... We've been wanting to do something on Zelda for a while. Turns out today was the perfect day to do it. We didn't even plan this, but Nintendo did a delayed direct. It was supposed to be a couple of days ago. They delayed it. I think I know now why. Um, I'll get to that in a second. But they did a direct where they finally gave us a release date on the upcoming Breath of the Wild follow-up, which is called The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, no. Now, I think that's why they delayed it, because of the queen dying... They didn't want to have a big brouhaha over Tears of the Kingdom, which it makes perfect sense to me now that I've heard this. So whether that's the reason or not, it totally makes sense to me. But today ended up being the big announcement day, Brian. So we we got more Zelda on the horizon. We got a lot of Zelda behind us, and and we're going to talk about it. I didn't even consider that. That's a really good point because I thought it was because uh, Sony had announced they were going to do their theirs today. And so there was like... They was like, well, we're going to show you, but it, that makes more sense what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo cares what Sony does. Or yeah, they probably did. And the queen is dead. Well, we can't come out looking like a bunch of jerks yeah. now, can we? The same company who delayed, uh, still delayed, but delayed the Advance Wars remake because of the Ukraine-Russia uh, thing, war. Right, because of wars. Yeah, so I still don't know what the status of that is because those the, yeah. the countries in those games are based on those two country, countries. So it's like a little bit, <laughs> little bit weird. Um, but anyway, a lot of stuff coming out of Nintendo today, and we are going to talk about Nintendo of yesterday. Before we do, though, I caught a guy in a coffee shop on a Steam what? Deck. Yep, I saw oh. him there sitting there. He had a Steam Deck, and I was like, well, I need to know what he's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, how did you how did you manage that? Did you, like, slowly sidle over there, or did you, like, just... I stealthed right my way him? over there. I didn't talk to him. I didn't bring it. You know, I didn't say anything. I just walked over and kind of like peeking, like, what do we got going here? And I'm happy to report to the retro playing audience here on Play Retro. He was playing Yoshi's Island on his Steam Deck. So, Oh, nice. There you go. So uh, you activated stealth. Yeah. And uh, did, did you get called at all, you think? Do you think he saw you in this reflection in, in the Yoshi? Did he kind of like stop and like kind of? Nope. He just hears, was kept playing. You know? And I, I just sort of glanced over and I noted it and then moved on. He didn't even know I saw um, some hipster looking guy had a cool beard, a little bit like yours longer, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he had some he retro had a going. shirt like this. No, he did not. But that shirt's awesome. He didn't have a dragon's layer shirt like this. Nice. Yeah, this, mine looks like airbrush. All this retro crap we're wearing. I love it. Love it too. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was it's a retro. fun thing to see. Cause that was me not long ago either. And specifically that game I've been playing again, Yoshi's Island is amazing which is technically Super Mario World 2. Right. Yoshi's Island, but no one ever calls it that or thinks of it as a direct sequel to uh, to the Mario game. They just think of it as Yoshi's Island. And I think they're right to do that. It's weird to tack it onto a Mario series. And, and yeah. it should be its own thing Yoshi, and was for its Yoshi sequel. Didn't need, Yoshi didn't need Mario's cachet to carry him through. He no. had his own thing going on. No, he could stick his tongue out, grab fruit, shoot said fruit, swallow the fruit. 
create little weird be, shits, fruits, there's whatever was going yeah, on behind him. Yeah. I, yeah. He, he could be saddled. It. I mean, come on. Yeah. Cry, crying. Mar- uh, okay. Look in the chat, they brought it up. Crying baby Mario <laughs> is a nightmare, <laughs> but that's part of what made that work because you tried really hard to not unmount because you knew if you did, that baby was going to cry and it was going to suck. Yeah. yeah. So I you did that. all you could to keep Mario, you know, locked in his seat. And, and I think it made me a better Yoshi player as a result, because that was <laughs> annoying. Uh, hey, Brian, you got online a copy of Legend of Zelda, but you did it with the Game & Watch version. I didn't even know these are still available. So what did I, you do? I didn't either. A while back, you know, they re, they relaunched some of these Game & Watches. And so the Game & Watch... Uh, was essentially that it was a it was a little small handheld screen uh, with a clock on it and you could play a different game. This was on Walmart. I was kind of surprised to find one there. Thirty nine ninety nine, which I don't good. think was the retail price. I think the retail price is a little higher. It was. And so I felt my like daughter, I my daughter bought good. this like a year ago and she paid like 50 for it. So I don't know. Why yeah, I that's about that. where the price is. If you go to Amazon and stuff. So I yeah. felt pretty good about it. And is, I don't know if you did. She had the Legend of Zelda one or did she get the Mario? One? She got the Legend of Zelda one. But what surprised me is when it said Game and Watch, I thought it was going to be, you know, crappy Game and Watch like. Yeah, the low frame rate looking, uh, you know, predetermined little spots for LEDs and stuff. It's not that that's a full functioning version of Zelda, right? I think it's just the yeah, game. Yeah, man, this is the full. It's not only a full functioning game of uh, Zelda. It is also is Zelda one, Zelda two, uh, and it's got the Game and Watch games, which right now it's got the time. And these are little single screens you can play. And you just like it's just unlimited. You just keep having baddies pop up, and you can just sit there and play it. There's also a timed mode, yep. and it's also got Link's Awakening on here. So it's got three big games on here, uh, and it's really well made. And I love the fact at the back of it when you, it's got the little Triforce back there lights up through the back of the screen, uh, plugs in through USB C. USB C. Uh, what? USB C keeps a really good keeps a really good charge. Uh, and it's just always at the ready. I just, I just pick this thing up and just hit a couple of buttons and I'm, I'm instantly playing. You're making uh, me want to throw these away. These seem dumb now. These stupid little Especially thin, dumb things. Especially at this price point. If, if I could find the Mario one at that price point too, $39, that's pretty darn good. And this is a high quality stuff and I've already dropped it three times. Nice. And I have yet to break the screen because it's, it's recessed a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, thank God because, uh, I, I've really fallen in love with this little thing. Comes with its own little 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 mount little box opens up and it's got like you can you can put it on display put it like that <laughs> i'd like it's to have it looking, as a desk watch a or something thing that's pretty cool yeah the desk clock does it do does it have an alarm or no it does have an alarm and it's got some okay sound it's not fantastic but it's it's plenty loud enough i wish it had a headphone plug uh, so if, in case I wanted to do that, but you, you don't get that. You just got, you either turn down the sound or you turn it up and annoy other people too bad. That's your bad luck, man. That's your bl- bad life choices. If you're sitting next to me when I got my game and watch on and it's got this, this is really, it's cool because it's green, but then it's got the, the faceplate is gold kind of like, uh, like the carts were right. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's, it's a pretty smooth little That's deal. pretty awesome. I, September in the chat, uh, about 50 bucks though. September in the chat says, why do you need an Apple watch? And you just do that. Can you, you should get yeah. a little strap and strap it on your arm. Dude, if I could strap this on like this, put it right on my wrist there, that would be awesome. If yeah. then it really would be a game and watch, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right now it's more like a game and clock. Yeah. Game and hold it game. Game unit. and <laughs> it's pretty cool, but it's really tiny that, well, that's about the size of yeah. these things, um, which is fine. A little bigger, um, which is fine, except I don't know. I feel like some people like me are going to need some readers or something to make that work. Yeah. Be able to see those are good, but there's also such a small game. What is that? Is that the Cubert uh, one or is that the, uh, other one? this is hold on. Which one did I hold up? Oh, they're the same screen. I thought they were different. This, the, um, Cubert and, uh, the other one, Miss Pac-Man, same Ms. vertical Pac-Man. screen. That's the thing though. See, like with this game and watch, I mean, I love those little things we got. Those are way cool that we, we both have those. But the Game & Watch, man, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, you could easily, you could run this thing down. Like, you could you could have it completely charged and play all day The Legend of Zelda. I really could. I like uh, uh, someone in the chat says you could get a gold chain and wear that around your neck, kind of, you know. Now, that is a fantastic idea, because I was curious, there is like a little slot there's a little slot on this side. I'm curious what that is. Yeah, what it's is that? Just, uh, I don't know what it is. It's almost like the size of like a mini 
uh, SD card, the little XD or whatever it is. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm that's not sure. If weird. Like a reset and something in there. I'm curious though. It's not another charging seen, port or something. Not an output I wouldn't port. Think, I wouldn't think so. No, it's not large enough for another charging port. But I think I did read where someone someone said that they could they could hack these things and put more games on. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. You don't want to hack everything, do you? I oh, chat room might be right. It's that little uh, strap hole. So you put in. That's a, what I'm hoping for. If it's the strap hole, maybe the I didn't I didn't see. Look and see if you can there. see that's a little bar inside. Is that a little tiny bar inside that recess? Because that's how nah, you wrap around. I, it. I don't see anything. I'd have to look really deep. I'd have to really get my magnifying glass out. You can't really see anything yeah. in there. But maybe it's in there somewhere we can thread through it. But uh, I don't know. Hmm. Almost looks like a charge hmm. slot. That's weird. That's what I thought. Card slot or maybe it is some kind of slot. I don't know. I, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, Game and Watch Man. The, they have two. On the market, they're still available, and it's the the Super Mario uh, and this Zelda one. I think the Zelda one's a better deal, in my opinion. But whatever. I agree. I would rather replay Zelda anyway. I played Mario Brothers to death, and it's short, and I I don't want to play it again. But I would play Zelda again, which we're going to get into right now as we talk about this game's or this week's big topic. This game. This week. This game. This week. We shall play a game. We're talking about Zelda 1 and 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System clear back in the day. Uh, We are talking about 1986 for the original, 1988 for the follow-up. And uh, it is an important moment in gaming, I think. Uh, There's no denying Zelda's impact. Yeah, there's just, I mean, there's just no getting around it. If you go outside of, of gaming circles and you say to people out in the public, what are the most recognizable game characters of all time? The first one they're going to say is Mario. The second one they're going to say is either Link or Zelda herself. Okay. Um, I thought Pac-Man. But no, yeah, well, yeah. maybe Pac-Man I'm, would make it. Right, um, right, right, right. But, you know, these are universally beloved characters, and there's a reason why it became one of the most best-selling, well-regarded series of all time on multiple consoles. It turns out Zelda's pretty damn great. It's um, pretty freaking awesome. I yeah. still hate that they call it the Legend. I'm going to go ahead and get out now. I hate that it's called the Legend of Zelda. No amount of confusion has ever been dis- dis- dropped on the gaming community than calling this the Legend of Zelda. And everyone who first starts playing the Legend of Zelda always assumes that they're playing as Zelda. And until you figure out, because people make fun of you, and it's like, oh, you're playing Link. Okay. I yeah. Got you. Yeah. It's a little bit like yeah. um, uh, Gandalf holding up his hand and saying, you know, may the force you be with shall. you or something. Right. Um, <laughs> they, they mix your fandom up a little bit. Yeah. Zelda is yeah, it's yeah. confusing. When, when I was much younger and the game was new, I was in high school, um, I remember going, oh, it's your character Zelda then. I guess, because that's what else yeah, would it be? That's that's what you do. You, you, you play Pac Man, you don't expect to. You don't be expected to play Pac-Man, and you find out that Pac-Man is the name of one of the ghosts, and yep. that your your name is Munchums. Yep. You, know, you know that's not what you expect. No, you expect I don't want to be Pac-Man. I don't want to be called Munchums. No, thank you. No. Uh, real quick here, the nice thing about the series, I think, is just a core, basic, fundamental design choice was that the series centers around Link, and usually something to do with Zelda. And often Gan- Ganon or Ganondorf or, you know, other iterations of the bad guy. But they're yeah. never the same world and they're never continuations of the previous game. Um, I think maybe with the exception of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, I think those might have been canonically like same time era, same link, right. all that. I could be wrong we're, on that. I haven't looked it up. I just am making an assumption here. It's very easy to get. Con- we're going to say a lot of wrong things today. And the oh, reason why one, yeah, is because the, the timeline of Zelda gets confusing because you are a link. Your character is a link. You are a link to. In time. Uh, a link in time. A, a literally. Link in time. Yeah. Exactly what you are. And so this this thing jumps all over the place. There's a multiverse going on here where you're like sometimes you're not even playing in the same timeline. So it gets confusing. Yeah, it can be a little confusing. And there's a huge, there's a bunch of wikis and all kinds of breakdowns about which link does what and when and how and why and how are they actually connected and are they connected and all that sort of stuff. It's a fool's errand, honestly, to do that or to completely settle on it because I don't think any of that stuff holds up. Like at the end of the day, one of the reasons that Zelda has had such a long, fruitful run and continues to do so, is that it can just start fresh every time. It doesn't need yeah. to adhere to some previous expectation other than it's good 
and a few things like the theme music or, you know, a couple of things that, that jump out for people. But for the most part, it's like, nope, you're doing it different this time. And here's a different focus. And here's a different mechanic than you're used to. And and you're going to go back in time in this one. And on this one, you're not going to go back in time. But you're in a time way in the future. And, you know, you're going to deal with this this world and this character in totally different ways every effing time you play it. That, to me, is the reason the game is still what it is and so universal. Because if it wasn't right. that and they were trying to adhere to one storyline in some epic long tale... I don't think it, I don't think you can keep that up. You know right. what I mean? The only thing you need to know is that you're, you're in Hyrule. You're probably trying to save the current princess who is always Zelda. They're, they determined that they would always call the princess Zelda. It doesn't matter. So it's not even always the same Zelda. No. And, uh, and, and you're the link and you're here for some adventure and you're just going to happen in Hyrule. And uh, that's about all you need to know, man. Well, that's unless you change your name, because if you can change your name, you do change. You can change your name, and I would change mine to Chode here in a recent playthrough. Right. So my guy's called Chode. So it's a lot of, oh, Chode, save the princess, Chode, even, Chode. We need your help, Chode. Princess, Ch- princess Chode. Yeah, Princess yeah, Chode. It gets confusing because they, uh, in some of them, it implies that you're naming the game save that name, and in others, they imply that you're naming your link that name. Yeah. No. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, all over the place. it's weird and it's all yeah. over the place and it's fine. You mentioned you got Link's Awakening on that little handheld as well. Came with yes, it. Yes. Love that game, especially the Switch version. Yeah. It's so, very, so very tasty. good. Um, I, it might be 2D Zeldas. That might be my favorite. I really yeah. like it a lot. Oh, I don't know. There's so many good ones. I say that and then I remember, you know, Lincoln Time's amazing. Uh, right. The Minish Cap, which we'll talk about later a little bit, uh, when Capcom took things over for a bit. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people even know that Capcom made the Minish Cap, but that's an amazing Zelda game. It's yeah, so cool. we're going to get talking to some uh, Capcom because Capcom had a big old deal at one point in time where they did the uh, Zelda Oracle of Seasons, which was essentially just a remake or was supposed to be a remake of The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, put it Starting on Game Boy, Game Boy Color and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, real quick, this will this will stroke some, uh, uh, some nostalgia buttons for people. Here you go. Stroke. You push buttons, you don't stroke them, do you? Yeah, yeah, you stroke the buttons. Stroking the buttons. Stroking your button, buddy. So listen to this. I mean, this is just as iconic as you get. Yeah. You know? Listening to Zelda music, turning your NES on, blowing the blowing the freaking dirt out of it before you do. Telling your mom to F off, getting some popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) F off, mom, I'm playing some Zelda. Playing Zelda, mom. F off. Uh, is that, the, is that yeah. the one with the little plumber guy? Yeah, that's the one with the plumber mom. Now go away. <laughs> go go talk Mary Kay with your two friends that are always here for some reason. You got to get that uh, pink Cadillac. Stop talking to me. That's right. Go earn your pink Cadillac. That's right. Damn it, woman. Uh, but it's great. Uh, we'll talk you know, more about why we think it's great, why we as individuals do. But the top-down adventure came on a gold cartridge in the U.S., yeah, that reflected the higher price. They were charging forty nine ninety nine for that damn thing back then. What's it? What's that? Three times in in for inflation now. For inflation, I think. So like, we'd probably uh, be what? Yeah. So it, it'd be like one hundred and twenty bucks today, something yeah, like that. It'd be I a bunch. Math? I think I did math. It'd be a bunch more. Um, it yeah. had a save state chip, so that was a big deal. Nobody mm-hmm. was really doing those that much, so that made it more expensive. Uh, Japan got the Famicom disc version. Um, and they you got, got to, it first. Yeah, they got it first, right? Wasn't that the deal? Yeah. yeah. Actually, they got like almost like a year or two the big, we did. The big thing with, uh, just, uh, what was their PlayStation? It was called the, the PlayStation when Sony was making it for Nintendo before they went off and did it themselves. They were right. going to be an add-on for the SNES. And that the, the big showcase for that was going to be a new Zelda title. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened to that. Did that end up getting converted to something else? They make a game? Just it's, it's, it's a good question. They, you know, Nintendo was was fiddling with some things around that time period of uh, putting, of allowing their IP on other places. And we're going to get to that one day. We're going to talk the crap out of that because it was so there's a really interesting Zelda out there. Is it on the Philips CDI? Which one is it? CDI on? uh, definitely had one, and that must be the one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Is that the trash one? I yeah. forget. But it yeah, was they, there was there was some. They brought that stuff back home. Yeah, but he had a voice in that. I should have captured some of that. Because it's yeah. real stupid. Um, the cartoon yeah. is also bad. I know there's some people going to go, Scott. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to defend the cartoon. Oh. I oh. I like the cartoon. And I'm not even talking about the Captain Nintendo, Captain N thing. I'm talking about the legit Legend of Zelda cartoon. I, I kind of liked it. I think the problem is whenever you give 
uh, Mario a voice or or Link a voice, either of these two characters, you're messing with fire. And the minute you do I, that, you know, I I'm with you on that most of the time. But I since Zelda has always been kind of alternate universes, multiverse kind of stuff. The link that I see in the cartoon, I assume, is another iteration of that. So it it doesn't bother me when I go back and play the games. I go, oh yeah, this is not the same link. This is just you know, this is the NES link. Yeah. So I've I've been able to deal with that in my own head. But you're right. Usually don't cast character voices to. Yeah, don't and when they gave Mario a voice, it was the right way to go. It was just, oh, hello, hoo-hoo, here. See, you know, there's no alternate just... universe for Mario. Mario exists, and he is in one timeline. He's always Mario, and that makes me mad. Damn it. <laughs> That's right. Never forget. But it was yeah. a good game. It used this top-down perspective, lots of puzzles, lots of dungeon crawling. It was difficult. I think sometimes a little bit obtuse. It's like, how are you supposed to know that you're supposed to bomb a hole into this wall? Nothing tells you to. There's no marker yeah. to know. Like in it's in some ways it's early video games where you just had to explore until you figured it out. Yes, that's what Miyamoto and and crew wanted was something that you uh, they were developed at the same time as the Super Mario and they were doing this and they wanted to be totally different. This one was supposed to be all exploration. And so they made it kind of where you had to explore and people didn't want to do it. And uh uh, it was even more more unfortunate for us in the states and other regions outside Japan because we got the regional we got the localization version of it. So the hints that you would talk to like NPCs, the hints you would get sometimes wouldn't make any sense. Poorly no translated, sense yeah. Famously so with two, uh, which we'll get to yeah. in, in a minute. Yeah. Um, I like this. This is interesting. Zelda was named after author uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife. Uh, yes. This is interesting. They, you know, the F. Scott Fitzgerald Society describes Zelda as, quote, an artist, writer, and personality who helped establish the Roaring Twenties image of liberated womanhood embodied by the flapper. And uh, Miyamoto loved the name. So he's like, you know, the what? toilet flapper? What yeah. does that got to do with <laughs> feminism? Well, you'd be surprised. Um, Put the seat down, Brian. It's cool, though, right? That's a cool way to name your character. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And, it, and it even goes further because Robin Williams named his daughter Zelda yeah. after the game. So sweet. Yeah, Zelda Everything Williams. Comes around. Every time you see her name these days, she's doing some directing, I guess. Yeah. You see that name and you're like, oh, well, hello, Zelda. Oh, well, hello there. Look what you did. You did a Zelda thing. Sweet. Yeah, there was it was he was famous for Robin Williams loved the Zelda series. And uh, yeah, not surprising. Quake. He loved video games in general. He was a gamer, dude. Yeah. yeah missed that guy. Missed that guy. Yeah, it's no good. Missed that guy. Um, but you know what? Yeah. I was. no. Oh, so let me tell you something, a little backstory real quick about Go. my personal experience with the Legend of Zelda. Um, I actually played more of this than I thought. I thought I did not play as much as I did, but I did. I didn't have an NES, so I'm tr- I've been trying to figure out when did I play all this Zelda. Maybe it was later uh, after I did get an NES. I didn't have it first time around, but I did have it later on, and uh, so. But I still suck at it. I, I found a couple of things. <laughs> okay. I found a couple of things. The exploration in Zelda, I'm pretty good at. I get the exploration. I like secrets. I'm pretty good at spotting secrets. I'm pretty attentive to all that stuff. But I'm not very good at uh, at 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 the action and avoiding. Mm. <laughs> I could I could I could do one of two. I can do action, or I can avoid. Can't I can't do, do both, yeah. and that's part of the Zelda thing. When you when you face a particular direction, let's say you have an incoming object coming at you, and the shield you have can block it, and you're facing it, you'll block it. Not if you're swinging your sword, though. Which I do often because I'm I'm like an attack mode, and I'm not very good at defending myself. I'm good at defending if it's the only thing I'm doing. I'm good at attacking if it's the only thing I'm doing. But I'm not good at both. I really suck at it, and uh, that has hindered my progression more than anything. You'd be super stumped in the segment I'm in uh, with uh, uh, Cyberpunk right now. There's a lot of avoiding right. and attacking at the same time. You would hate it. Yeah, yeah. I I am I am a I can solve puzzles if I can focus. Yeah. I can attack things if I can focus. And I can dodge things if I can focus. All yeah. those things cannot happen at once. Yeah. I am not a multitasker. I, I'm with you. Uh, it's, it's, Very you, linear in thought, which is not how this game was designed. No. In fact, there's a quote <laughs> from Miyamoto where he says, when I was a child, I went out hiking and I found a lake. I was quite, or it was quite a surprise for me to stumble upon it. When I traveled like. around the country without a map, trying to find my way, stumbling onto amazing things as I went, I realized how it felt to go on an adventure like this. 
That's what yes. inspired the game, which makes sense. So, and at the time, yeah, nobody he, was doing that shit. It didn't exist. Yeah. We you were know? all inside, right? But he was outside walking around, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, no, a lot of people were walking around back then. But anyway, uh, I, when he says he discovered that lake, I wonder how he discovered it. Was it like, oh, I see a, a lake in the distance. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Or was it more like he's walking along a lot of high brush and sploosh? Mm-hmm. That's what I like to think of. Yeah, I do too. Uh, the, the yeah. idea... The idea that that as a kid, if you find you find a lake or you find a hill or you find something worth exploring, that you have to just sort of keep looking until you find your way. I think that's yeah. that's key yeah. here. That's what and that this was game my is. age group too. You know, so I I was born in 1972. I'm old, and you know, I was of the generation where your mom and dad go get outside, and it's like. Okay, I'm going outside now. What yep. do you want me to do? I don't care. Just don't come back for six hours. Yeah, catch a snake. Dinner's at seven. Catch a snake, whatever. Yeah. And so I, I had a, I was fortunate enough to have a huge. Uh, my house is right against the woods, and I had a, like a ton of woods back there, and I had all these cool trees. We had cows too, so they made all these paths back through there, so I could walk the cow paths. And uh, there were areas where there were vines hanging down and bamboo, and I could, you know, I could get in there and swing around and probably die, but I didn't. I don't know how I didn't. Yeah. And then if you go further back, there's like this nice little creek that feeds into the lake, and you can actually follow the creek all the way down to the lake. And there's railroad tracks where you know nice new cars are always coming through and passing through. So my backyard was a freaking wonderland. Of things, and so I can really appreciate what Miyamoto was experiencing here, getting out there and doing it. My kids, you know, we kind of live a little more kind of in the city. There's only so much exploration you can do. Yeah. Then, then they're like, "I got to come home. Why? Yeah. Because I'm in somebody's house now. <laughs> I'm out of space." Yeah. When I was a kid, we had. I mean, we were always. I, I say snakes jokingly, but that's what we did. We caught snakes all the time. That was my favorite yeah. thing in the world. And I would I bring remember them home. many snakes back in our our. our I don't know if it's because we had cows. Or because we had lots of, you know, we had, we didn't have a lot of, we had field mice, but they were, you know, not near the house. Mm-hmm. They, you know, so I don't, I don't know. I didn't encounter too many snakes, oddly enough. Yeah. Frogs, snakes, though. snakes, we had, basically they're harmless. They were just all garter snakes. So no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So easily, here's what we do. Except the one time I did walk out my backyard mm. sh- with no shoes on and I, I stepped on the ground and it felt uh, squirmy is the best way I could describe it. And I looked down and I realized I was standing on a big six foot long black snake yeah. and he didn't freak out. I did, but he didn't freak out and he just slid it on. But I'm glad oof, he didn't. I'll never forget that feeling on my foot of that snake sliming his way underneath my foot. Gross. When I was in Mississippi for two weeks, I had a, a water moccasin in my pocket. And the reason I did that is I didn't know that they were venomous. I had no idea. I right. just thought it was like a garter snake and it seemed docile enough. And I carried it around in my pocket for like two weeks and finally somebody saw it and said, what's that? And I go, oh, it's my little pet snake. I carry him around with me. And dude goes, uh, you're going to want to not have that. And I said, Oh, why? <laughs> he goes, that's going to kill you. That's almost an adult. And as soon as it's an adult, it becomes very venomous and you're dead. Really? And I'm like, nice. really? And he's like, yep. So I, I let it go. I had to let cool. it go. Yeah, Cole Cash in the chat room is referring to uh, Fly of the Navigator, which we did recently on uh, FilmSack. And he's right. If you if you watch Fly of the Navigator, I appreciate that movie so much because literally each of those obstacles and points were like my backyard growing up. And I am so glad that Miyamoto was able to bring this sense of adventure to a video game because everybody had that opportunity. Not everybody lived on a, a you know a, a tree line mm-hmm. area could go out and explore you know we didn't really have caves because i live more of a flat area yeah. but uh you know there was plenty of places to get in trouble and hide and you know some wooded areas some woods that were so dense it was like going into a cave yeah so yeah 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 it was a good times i missed that as a kid i love that yeah um we tried to give our kids that same opportunity as often as we could but I don't know. It felt right. like there was more buildings. But I also found the. Uh, but I also found. I don't know if you ever found one of these back in your journeys. I never mentioned it in the Legend of Zelda. But I wish they would have. Mm. Uh, you know, you, you find one of those uh, old, uh, you know, turn of the century shacks. I was afraid you said it's a like, dead body. Have you ever seen a dead body? I, I kept thinking I was going to find a dead body, but yeah. instead we've just found stacks of porn magazines because that's where the older <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what they do. If you yeah. had a bunch of, if you were somebody who owned a bunch of Playboys or penthouses or whatever, for some reason you all stashed them in the woods. 
Don't know Stash why. them in the wood in some in some shack. Yeah, ramshackle rotting a shack, shack or under a big rock or you would just right. You use the you use nature to hide your porn. I'd like to see Link just uncover that secret. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's porn. This Congratulations. Is magic. Ah? It's magic. You're, you've, you've just upgraded. Yep. And then you make this sound right here. Whoops, not that. There you go. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so <laughs> They're pointing uh, out my paper towel roll I have. <laughs> real. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that paper? What are you doing with that? You got a little uh, just in case? I got one of those. Right uh, the, the, do you want the real truth? Yeah, tell me. Do you want the real truth? Yeah. Uh, the real truth is this. Uh, we go through paper towels uh, in a in a, uh, a shameful manner. And so this is my secret stash that I keep in my office so nobody can if you don't, it. Because if you don't, you're not going to Whatever I need I paper it. towels. I get it. I spill I down it. here all the time. That's why I have a roll. Yeah, I do too. I, I I'm to. always spilling something, or I'm cleaning something, or when I'm doing things with uh, my soldering station, that kind of stuff. And if yeah. you need to, you know, sop up some stuff, but yeah, it's hilarious. a make. It's a it's a creator's best friend. A big it is toilet paper. With it, it erases or, all the mistakes. If Zelda, only, if Link only had some of these, I keep saying toilet paper. I mean paper, paper towels. That's what I mean. You know what I really like are the blue ones in shops. The really thick stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that's good stuff. They're almost like paper towels. They're almost like PR paper towels. They're almost, They're almost like, like cloth. Balls. Yeah. Yeah, you could almost take those things out and build like a suit out of them if you wanted to. If so Link had, had one of those, do you suppose he could have just went ahead and woke up uh, Zelda instead of her sleeping for whatever it is? I mean, it's a solid point, possibly. Yeah. Sure. Uh, real quick, uh, Zelda's theme music almost didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, what do we almost get? If you guys hear it, you're like, oh, do, 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 that whole thing almost yeah. didn't happen. Initially, Overworld Koji so Kondo good. wanted uh, Ravel's Bolero. I don't think right. I'm saying his name right. Bolero, I know. Anyway, is the main theme, which you can hear here. I'm going to play a little piece of it. Okay. Oh, I did read about this. Yeah, this is interesting. So if you don't know that tune, that classical tune, you'll hear it now. Here, Oh, video's private. What? Boo. I could probably find a better copy of this. Um, oh, weird. I wonder why it's prior for you. I click right on it. I don't know. Do, you know. do you know the people? Do they give you access? Or oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, weird. Okay, here it is. I'll huh. just play a taste. Here. Can you believe this was almost Zelda music? That was almost Zelda music. And I read a little bit more about this. That's crazy. They, they, they had it. They were going to use it. Because in Japan, 50 years after the uh, creator dies, it yep. becomes public domain. Mm -hmm. And so they thought they knew they, they thought that it was in the domain, in the public domain. It was 49 years, 11 months. And they had to <laughs> ship it out within that month. So they had to go home and write the <laughs> tune they used. Uh-huh. To get this thing out the door. It sounds a little bit like a Miyamoto story, though. I think it was probably something like 49 years instead of 11 months. You know, he likes to make it. He the final loves stuff. to tell. He loves to add on but some cool mechanics on his stories. That's what he, he, he loves making the stories good. Yeah. But I'm just saying that blew my mind that it was so close to that copyright and then they couldn't use it. But wow. that would have been a totally different world. I'm glad we didn't get that because we got what we got. And that yeah. is even more iconic. In my eyes. I agree. I think it would have worked out fine, but I'm glad yeah. we have a, something that's unique to it. I think that's good. Yeah. Because Bolero's in all sorts of stuff, movies and TV shows, and you know, it's all right. over the place. Um, now, let's let's leap forward a little bit into a, a little bit of an untested area. That's right. Zelda 2 Link's Stupidifying. <laughs> that's the beginning of that. You might say to yourself, wow, sounds like a grand new adventure, everybody. Time to strap on your boots, get your get your sword and your shield out. Let's go play more Zelda. Sharpen your pointy ears. Yep. And then what you were presented with was freaking weird. They gave you uh, a 2D scrolling Zelda game, kind of Mario style. And yeah. it's a weird game, and I don't like it. I want to like it. I don't. I really do, I, but I don't. I like... I first of all, I'm I'm with you. I was I'm like all the Zeldas I've ever played have either been 3D or been top down, and none of this 2D side scrolling BS crap. I'm like I don't like it. it yeah. It's it's like it's like you've taken Metroid and you're you're putting me like in a Metroid or Castlevania type 
atmosphere. Still, the overworld is, you know, you, you explore uh, through the overworld, which is mostly just like a giant map. You don't really explore very much. You just get suddenly yeah, you're all of a sudden. You're a little random. tiny, skinny version of yourself, and you walk around. Yeah, a little you know, top down. You, mm-hmm. you just kind of get a general idea where to go. And uh, then you, once you get like to the towns or the, the, the caves or whatever, then you go in this 2D side scrolling, some platforming, not a whole lot. But very frustrating combat, in my opinion, where combat should actually be pretty good because now you're able to uh, not just shoot in one direction. You can actually uh, you can you can use your sword like to stab in the face or in the knees. Right. You can mm-hmm. stab at the top, stab at the bottom. There's also some magic you can get where you can like stab from over top. You can like come off a platform and, and land on top of somebody. All that sounds great in theory. Yeah. But they got rid of the hearts. There's no hearts. You yeah. just got this stupid life bar. Everybody has that. And there's a magic bar. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It just strays too far from what made that first one a classic. Yeah. And they clearly agreed because from from here on, well, things got weirder before it got better. But when it came to mainline Zelda games from Nintendo, right. they would very quickly get back to what worked and not do this yeah. stupid thing. And this was kind of a, one of those grand experiments because they, the 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 team that did the first one, which was Miyamoto and, and, and team, uh, they, they Miyamoto stayed on, but he just was like at a, at a producer level, kind of like you know taking people's advice and listening to them and saying, sure, go ahead. And so uh, he said, sure, go ahead too many times. Yeah. Um, he, he regrets not doing more with this one. He said, I believe in an interview, he said something similar to uh, they just they usually when they do these games, they have an idea, they prototype it and they expand upon it. This one was pretty much how they envisioned it to begin with. And they really didn't go beyond that because they probably reached the limits of what you could do with this because you lost a few things is it's, it's challenging and fun sometimes. But most of it's just frustrating, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's once again, it comes down to I'm not a multitasker. And this game really asks you to multitask because sometimes you'll have objects at multiple levels coming at you. Like you'll have something high, mid, low, and something behind you. And so you have to uh, negotiate all of those things. Remember, to shield, you don't press a button because there are only two buttons here. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't shield by hitting a button or something. No, you shield by stop doing what you're doing and facing the oncoming object. Yeah, you just stand there and take it. And then you have to turn around, yep. you know, and 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 launch your attack. Mm-hmm. And uh it's oh, it is is like I said, it's it's just too difficult in in my opinion. For me, for me it's too difficult. Well, look at this amazing dialogue though. I'd like to share this one. Hey, that's Bagu or yeah. as we know him Bug. Bug. Uh, what I love about Bagu is that he just had this conversation with Link where he says and I quote Bagu is my name. Show my note to Riverman. <laughs> now, you think that may just sound like a little bit of flavor text between a character and, and Link or whatever. Right. The whole game is full of the most awkward, stilted, badly translated uh, yeah. localization you've ever heard. And I love it for that. I actually really like that stuff because it's that it's just terrible. And yeah. and, and I and I kind of like it in retrospect. But at the time, it was like, man, do you guys even try on this? Like... What are you doing? It's 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 interesting because uh, the, the, Nintendo actually has like a real good pun game, but it always gets lost in translation. And so that game we just saw, Bagu, is actually translated. It's supposed to be Bug. There's two characters in this game. One's called Era, and if you sometimes you'll talk to him, his name is you'll say, oh, he says my name is Era or something like that. I can't remember exactly how it goes. Something like that, and it's supposed to be. His name is that one guy's name is Bug, and the other one's Era. But it's just, it's just by itself, with no other context, it gets it's like, what's going on? I, mm-hmm. Is this game broken? Mm-hmm. <laughs> bug and so, Era, yeah, yeah, Bug and Era, and yeah. that they they make an appearance in some other games too, I think. But uh, like I said, this that this that little subtle uh, pun game doesn't work very well. In uh, when you start getting into your localization, and it was quite the undertaking. I love that there's a character called Error. Error. It's basically you're you error. You're you're yeah. an error, and yeah. and they didn't catch it, and it lives <laughs> forever. They should make Error and Bug should both be in 
I don't know, uh, Smash Brothers or something, you know, bring those oh guys Oh, my back. God, yes. They would be, I think they're basically the same-looking character. They're kind of that uh, townie-looking, yep. uh, been drinking too much beer. Oh, God, I hate the townies, by the way. Well, the townies okay, are it's the one worst. Thing to, yeah, it's one thing to visit, you know, the the castles and stuff. I, I, are they called castles? I think they're called castles. Because you don't really go to dungeons here. You go to, you go to castles. Yeah, it's above-ground And ground uh, you're trying to reconstitute uh, the, the Triforce, right? The Triforce that is, um, which one is this one? This one is the, uh, wisdom, right? Wisdom. And, uh, yeah, Ganon's got the power. He's got the power and, uh, and you're trying to, to, to collect the pieces. Anyway, when you go to the towns to kind of get some hints yeah. at what you're supposed to be doing, oh, yeah. I hate it That's, so much. It's bad. It's not great. The, I mean, look, I don't yeah. want to. I'm sure somebody out there really has beloved memories about Zelda Two. I don't want to take away your your yum and be right. nothing but yuck about it. But I just think it does not hold up worth a poop. I but you know I find it, but I find I want to go back and play more of it because this is the only time I get Zelda in this form. So I it's kind true. of it kind of holds a special well, place. The CDI it's game, which is yeah. also very bad, is oh, also no, that's just that's just bad, bad. Yeah. This is actually playable. This is playable, you're <laughs> right. This the Zelda or the CDI game was a side scroller like this, but yeah. just heinous. Such bad design. Heinous. Very bad game. I can't believe I mean yeah. this is a very different time. Nintendo would never do this now. Like when they license, no. they license stuff out to partners and partner developers right. all the time. Hudson Soft's a big example of that. The Pokemon people, like they, 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 it's not like they're programming everything themselves, but they have a lot, they have way more control over content, over what you do on these licenses in general. They don't just let them go willy nilly. But back in those days, nobody knew what this was about yet. Yeah. It's like, ah, See, we'll let them go make visit. It. Yeah. You had to go visit Bagu. Oh, sorry to refer back. I'm watching the gameplay. You had to go talk to Bagu so that you go talk to the lady who opens the bridge. Yeah. This is the lady. So then you can get across. Yep. It's, yeah. It's Bagu. Zelda in that in that fashion. You know, you gotta you gotta do this and then this. You're free to explore wherever you want to. Yeah. But you're probably not gonna make it where you're trying to get to until you do this or that. I did like the experience. I actually did like I kind of I kind of dug the experience thing. Mm. What'd you think about the experience? Did you remember much about the experience yeah, thing? Yeah, it's, it's like, some RPG stuff thrown in there. Like um yeah. you gain experience, which means you can then apply it to uh life uh Upgrades, attack. Life, yeah, you can magic. upgrade stuff, make a choice every time yeah. you upgrade. Like they've got some cool a little bit ahead of their time stuff like that. Yeah. Um and, and a lot of that they would return to in future three D games, but um I don't know. At the time I just to me, it was just like force feeding this thing into a 2D side scroller without any thought of what the old game was. Just really ran me wrong. And I must have been right in my thinking because they never did it again. No, you know? they didn't. You were, you were definitely right in your thinking. Like one of the things I hated the most was those. I, I uh, Okay, so there's, there's, there's this place. And I, I don't know exactly what the characters are. I didn't look at the manual. I just like, I'm not reading this manual. Forget you. Um, which you're supposed to do, by the way, you're supposed to read the manual. Uh, and <laughs> there's like these rat soldiers coming at me and they're, they're traveling at different speeds. And I started noticing when I kill these guys, mm-hmm. I'm not getting any XP, mm-hmm. but I did notice if they, if I missed one and they ran through me that I lost 10 XP, mm-hmm. I really didn't care for that. That really started making me mad because it was so difficult because they were staggering at different speeds and they would they would put them all over the oh, yeah i don't like games that make things difficult uh by mechanic if that makes sense i it's it's like you're going to get hit why because the thing you're fisting the face against no matter how good your skills are is going to be an impossibility to avoid at least some damage i i i feel like if you are an expert at a a particular scenario I think you should be able to avoid all damage. That's the way I like to play my games. I like if I am if I am proficient at what I need to do, if I am an expert and I I do it perfectly, I should lose no health. Yeah. And I see that with his sword in his butt. Yep. And uh <laughs> that's a great it is a great image. I saw the same thing. I yeah. did actually look at the manual. There's an image of of uh, Link on his on his face and the sword in his butt. He's got a sword it's, in his butt. Humorous. Exactly. Um, this, is the, this is the actual manual, which was a pretty beefy manual at the time. They had all kinds yeah. of story at the beginning and 
um, you know, stuff and, you could read if you wanted. Yeah, and you needed it because the, these are all, if you've never played any of these Zelda games, uh, you're, you're going to need them, especially if you have a bad localization. If you're not speaking Japanese and playing the original Japanese game and you, you're dealing with localization, you're definitely going to need the hints and tips that are in the manual. Uh, and even then, that's going to kind of confuse you because some of the manual stuff isn't totally accurate. Like in the first one, Zelda 1, they reference... Uh, the boomerang, which you don't get yep. because w- at first you were supposed to get either you could get the sword or the boomerang. I think you could pick, uh, but you, you can't like in Zelda one, when you start, you start with nothing and there's an obvious cave right away that you're supposed to go into. This is a trick by Miyamoto to get you to start looking in caves, uh, and you get a sword and that's where you get the famous line, you know, is this dangerous. Did take this. We did anyway. Uh, yeah, but you got to read the manual. If you're, if you're playing this with a localized version, you you don't stand a chance. Yeah, playthroughs even better, but yeah, I agree. Uh, there's uh, so this is a weird little bit of information. The uh, the Japanese version of Zelda used a microphone. Yes, and uh, so not two, but the original game. Right, and there were things like the rabbit like poles vo- uh, or the rabbit like little creatures. They were weakened to right. sound. They had a weakness to sound, and the controllers yes. in Japan on the Famicom had built in mics. I never knew this until this story. Um, and you could use your voice to, to fight and attack and kill those things. Yeah. Clear the room. I didn't see that kind of stuff until we got our, uh, which was game Boy color. Which one of the mic is it? Did it start off with the game DS. boy originally? I, I think I, the I know DS, some games had it. Could, DS had it yeah. for sure. I don't know about before. DS that. had it. Oh, absolutely. DS. I used to love, it always blew my mind, literally blew my mind when I could play games where I could blow mm-hmm. into it. And I was yep. like, how does it registering my, my blow? It wasn't, it was registering the noise that was Created by the blow. The yeah. The blow right. on the mic. There's literally, the it's, like, it's yeah. kind of like finding out. I'm not sure this is a good thing to know or a bad thing to know, but the light guns that Nintendo used for like duck hunt and everything. Right. They didn't work the way they work in your head. In your head, you think, right. oh, wow, it knows right where I'm aiming and it just can recognize. The guns didn't do anything. All the guns would do is tell that light was coming from a source. Specifically, right. they were looking for the, the uh, you know, what a television would output in terms of like frame right. rate and stuff. And then. If you paid attention, when you shot on the screen, it was very quick, so your eye might not catch it, but the screen would kind of flash. That was literally everything turning off for a split millisecond and a tiny square showing up where the the duck is. Right. The ducks had them on them, on their backs. So when the duck would fly up and you would go aim at it, if you missed, it's because it didn't register a white light source when you aimed it at it. If it registered, it meant you saw the block for a very brief second, and right. that's how it registered as the kill. Totally nuts. Hmm. That stuff blows yeah, my mind. Not what you think. That things don't work how you think they do. Because like I always thought, I'm like, oh, when I'm blowing on this uh, DS, it's it's it, 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 you since it's got some touch stuff. Maybe it's, it's sensing the heat or something. Yeah. No, it's the mic. It's just it's the, the mic going. Well, that picked it up. You yeah, know? it's like when you have your phone outside and you got too much wind. It's the same problem. Yeah, and they made it into a game mechanic. It's so weird. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but the game itself, the original Legend, Legends of Zelda, is that's the game. Is, sorry, that it it is suggested that it is the last in chronological order. Right. The, so uh, all yeah, other the Zeldas Zelda come before is the it. Last in the yeah, I think I think that was true until Breath of the Wild. I, I was trying to figure that out too because I read that, and then I was thinking, I think I read somewhere else that said Breath of the Wild was then. Beyond that, because Breath of the Wild is like far flung. The world is right. ruined. Future, right? Right. Because in the in the beginning, it says it's a story from long, long ago, right? Yeah. Uh, in the first one, which means that the last one happened a long, long time ago. So I'm, yeah, I it makes sense. Yeah, I think that's about right. I hate yeah. that game. I mean, I having... wasn't riding any horses in Zelda One. No, that sounds like some late tech tree stuff to me. I love Breath of the Wild, but I do not like bre- weapons breaking and it and I bounced because oh, of it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, you can you can forget that. I'm not. I'm with you. you I, know what? I, I, I like don't mind them breaking. I just don't want them to break so often. Like, g- give me an option to repair them or do something. Uh, instead, right. all I was doing was like, oh, I get four whacks out of this, and then this sword is done. Freaking f that. Hated that. <laughs> Drove me crazy. And they didn't say today at right. the uh, um, on the direct whether or not the new game will have that mechanic. Right. Like, I hope they get rid of it. I really do. I hope they get rid of it too. I don't, I, it. I'm not a big fan of weapon breaking. You, you just can don't, do it if you, you don't want freaking to, need it. You don't literally, you don't need it. Like you just yeah. don't need it. was, I like stuff in games that, that helps propel the fun of the game. That did not do that. 
right. made it worse, made it slow. Yeah. If 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 uh if limiting your hits and then having to go manage your weapon is fun for you, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you've done it. Nice job. <laughs> you've done it. Brian, I'd like this to for you. I'd like to regale you with the the following, which is a whole bunch of voice samples of Link. Now these were not in games until the N sixty four era, but I just want to play it for you. So check this out. <laughs> Now he's an adult. <laughs> what in the crap was that? <laughs> that was all the N64 samples of his. All the sounds. Really? Zelda, all the sounds that Link oh ever God. made in that game. The, that's it right there. That's the selection. That is insane. <laughs> I freaking love it. Um, but then Capcom came along. And we are now introduced to a strange era that kind of mostly worked. It was mostly pretty good. Yeah. Um, let's play a little bit of that. Much fancier on the soundtrack. So that's the Game Boy Color version of what would be known as, if I can find the damn thing, Zelda Oracle of Seasons. And um, like you said, it was supposed to be a remake, but it's not really what it is, right? It's a, it's like a no. Weird... That that was the that was the desire. So I'm I'm gonna. This was kind of a a bridge, a link, if you will, uh, to our eventual discussion of the Zelda of Oracles and uh, the Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Ages. I would love to do a show sometime in the future about both of those. But yeah, originally I would. It was supposed to be just a remake because mm-hmm. that's what that's what Miyamoto wanted. He's like, "Hey, Capcom, we're gonna we're gonna let you we're gonna let you make some of these games, uh, but 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 first, prove you can do the basics. What we've already done, just make what we've already done. Make Zelda, yeah, and, yeah, make Zelda, and then then you can move on. We'll see how that sells, and then we'll move on to the next. And Capcom was like, "Nah, <laughs> we're gonna do our nah. own effing thing." I mean, they already had a pretty good relationship. They had some pretty good stuff going on back and forth. They had the Disney stuff they were doing. Like, Capcom was no slouch when it came to, you know, hiring them out to do things. And, you know, they had their own ideas, so they did them. And they got away with it. They made it. They made the game they wanted to make. Yeah, they did. So there's that. I don't remember this game at all. Like, I have no... I didn't play it. I I was lucky enough. Robin from Texas sent me that Game Boy color a while back and that was one of the games that was in it and so i'm i'm stoked about putting that my retron 5 and uh and tearing through it and because it's it's been on my list of of what i wanted to do so um, they were they were actually asked to make six of these games for the game boy color yeah which is crazy and they either two had to be based on earlier installments that was the plan and then four original entries um and akimoto who was uh kind of making the calls here he wanted to release them in quick succession so like one every five months there'd be a new Zelda yeah. game. Yeah. Um, which is crazy to me. And they didn't really do it. But they yeah. kept them for a long time. They ended up doing um the GBA game uh uh Minish Cap. Capcom made that. Right. And Minish Cap's one of my favorite Zelda titles. It's so good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's much beloved. It's a good so one. So good. Yeah. And it's I don't know I why have not played that one. Some I people are weird. Oh, you should, dude. It's so good. Oh, it's yeah. great. I played that on the Steam Deck a little bit as well. Perfect device for it. It's awesome. Uh, GBA games just... We've talked about this before. That shit holds up. Yeah, that's some good stuff, man. It's, yeah. it's been blowing my mind. It's such so many titles, too. We're, yeah. we're going to... Oh, I don't know how we're going to avoid st- not starting a GBA podcast after this one. I don't know what we're going to do. Do it. Let's do it. Play retro hey, GBA I, edition. Sorry, what? I got a, I got, I, I got a question for you. You played all those weird sounds. At first, I thought you was going to play that, uh, that weird... Zelda commercial with all the guy doing all the voice work uh, when he's in when he's in the uh, he's in prison. Do you remember that one? No, I'm talking about. Do you have this somewhere? I posted. Yeah, posted the link in the in the notes. It's next to the uh, the Zelda Oracle of Seasons in the red section. Oh, let me check that out. Okay, let me open that and we'll take a look at it. I'm not familiar with this. Let's see. I think Zelda become a legend on your Nintendo Entertainment System. Legend of Zelda. 
a never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! Now you're playing with power. Now you're playing with power. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's voice. Who is that? I know that guy from something. He else, looks though. like He's... the dude from uh, Ghostbusters Two. The the weird guy that becomes the bad guy. Yeah, but... he does. He does have the hair like that. Like Ghostbusters. Yeah, he does look like him. But it's not him. Huh. Who is this voice actor? I don't know. No idea. Weavers. That was always my favorite though in that commercials. <laughs> P hats. Weavers. ICU says he's some comedian guy. Yep, one hell of a comedian. He he looks right. like he Vigo. Other voice work too though. He is maybe he is Vigo. I don't know. Is it him? He's not. He's not Vigo. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's not Vigo. All right. He's too. Yeah, he's not the right age. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think, that. but you never know, dude. I'm usually wrong yeah. about shit like this. Uh, well, there you go. There's your look at these fantastic games, uh, except the second one. It's not that great. But that first game, <laughs> I, I recommend it. And I especially recommend it if you get the game and watch version Brian's got. It's a very good version of that game. It's also yeah. on the Switch Online thing that you pay for. Um, all the Zelda games of note in the 16-bit and 8-bit era are there. And actually now with the expansion, you can also play uh, Ocarina of Time. And I think Majora's Mask is on there as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, Zelda, man. I mean, we could go on for days about how many games have been inspired by it. I think maybe one of my favorite inspired buys was, um, oh, geez, the one with the four horsemen, the first one, uh, with Wars, the main guy you played, 360 PS3 era game. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Chat room, help me. What is it called? It's got Liam O'Brien as the voice. Of war, Dark Darksiders. There you go. Darksiders Dark is amazing. And if you've never yep. played Darksiders, you might think, "Oh, that's just some like God of War action thing." No, it's a Zelda ripoff, hardcore in a good way, and uh, would recommend that highly. Even today, that's a very good game. The other games went different directions. Uh, two and three were were quite different, but one was basically Zelda, and with blood and guts. <laughs> And it was great. <laughs> really enjoyed it. But there's so many, so many. Just indie titles alone, we're in the thousands or something. It's one of the most influential games of all time. And to it is an understatement to say it had an influence on the gaming industry, on games to this very day. Zelda's uh, impact can be felt pretty much across the board. Yeah. So go play a Zelda game and no have doubt. a good time. All right. Brian, it's time for us to play a little game of our own. And it's not this game. It's this game. Welcome. Nope, wrong one. Destroy it. <laughs> Time to play Guess My Game. We play audio from an old game, and we try to stump each other into thinking about what it is. I'm going to start today. Here are your hints, Brian. 1988 and the NES. Hmm. Oh, 1988 on the NES. Yeah. While I was, that would be right when, uh, that would be the same year that uh, Zelda 2 came out. So mm -hmm. I would be, might be playing this right along with it. Mm -hmm. You might have, actually. Um, so you're in the right brain space. So check this out. See if you can figure it out. Very dramatic at the beginning here. Yeah, it's very dramatic. A lot of music. Very big. There's actual combat, but there you go. That's Any, combat. Yeah, <laughs> where they slapping each other with <laughs> with uh, with fish, gloves. Little fish slap. Who knows what that is? Uh, get guesses. Any guesses there? You got uh, no. That's just, this does not sound familiar. Other than the, I can tell that it is an NES. I can tell. I can I can hear that sound chip. Otherwise, it doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah. Well, that's fair because a lot of people may not remember this game, but I do, and it was called. Uh, Shit, where's the name of the game? Sorry. It's called Shit. I it's love called it. Battle, Battle of shit. Olympus for the NES. Battle of Olympus. And it was a, a side-scrolling Zelda 2-ass-looking game. Oh, no. I don't remember this at all. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Sure enough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very similar. Eat um, this. Yeah, eat this. <laughs> it will give you You meet energy. an old man in a cave and you ask him <laughs> to eat this. What do you do? You yeah, immediately eat, you eat whatever the frick he gives you, man. That's the deal. <laughs> 
Um, it's side scrolling. It's adventure. It's sword and shield. It's magic. It's you know. What is up with what is up with young young men adventures? Young boy adventures going into caves to meet old men to take advice and things from. What is? I don't like it. What is that all about? I don't know. Is that a Japanese thing? Is that a cultural? I don't thing? know. I'm it's, unaware of. It's weird. It is a little bit weird. Eat this. It'll help you. Okay. I don't know you, but I'll right. eat. You've I'll been eat. roofied. You've. Been- <laughs> Does he have a Does he have an ocarina up there? Looks like he's got like a hook and an ocarina. It's not. Oh, I guess it kind of is that shell looking thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it is an ocarina. Oh, that's interesting. Weird. The uh, he's got a staff and then either a shell or an ocarina. Who knows what it does? And then these birds are shitting on him. So that's that's pretty yeah. Good. Birds are shitting on him. Yep. It's amazing that where monkeys always live. There's always monkeys in these places. Yep. What's that about? What's with the apes in there? I don't know. They're the everywhere. apes and the birds and yep. the. At least most of these creatures actually look like. I actually like the fact that he looks like a normal human, and everything he's fighting looks like normal animals and not some kind of pig monster like yeah. in Zelda. Yeah, it's pig a little demon. weird. They pulled it off in a weird way. Um, yeah, mentioned this to somebody earlier, and they were raving about it. They're like, "That was my favorite game that growing up." Cool. So maybe it's good. Uh, yeah. Brian, I'm going to play yours now. Give me the year and the, any hints you feel like spending today. Uh, the year is 1994. And I have plugged this into my Sega Genesis, even though I could have put, plugged it into the Mega Drive, I suppose, and maybe even the Super Nintendo Entertainment Center. Mm. The Entertainment Center. I like that. Entertainment Center. Uh, well, let's play it and see what we get. 94. Here we System. go. This isn't Subterranea, is it? No, it is not. Okay. This soundtrack's rad. This is awesome. Jack shit up. I love this. Um, but I don't know what it is. Okay, give me um, give me further side scrolling. Side scrolling. That one's stuff. And is it? Definitely Genesis. Let's see, ninety-four. Yeah, was it developed pop- by Konami? Konami and Appaloosa. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, back then, Konami made a lot of stuff. Is this a Batman game? Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's a Batman. Game. Is it a Batman game? Yeah. No way. But which one? Well, I have to admit, the reason I asked that is because a I knew Konami made Batman games, and then earlier Brian and I were talking about next week's topic, which is Batman related. <laughs> And so it makes sense that you dug something up. Um, all right, so we're going to call this one 94. That would have been Batman Returns. Oh, so close. Batman comes back with Val Kilmer. No, but it does have Batman in the title. How's Shit. that? <laughs> okay, Batman and the and the squeezings of, of the Joker. I have no idea. What is this? This was based on the cartoon, The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Uh, I didn't want to do the other one. Mm. I didn't want to do the other one since we're going to do the movie tie-ins. So I I wanted to squeeze this one in here. It sounds so good. It does sound good. Actually, that sounds great. I would. Yeah. I want to. There's probably somebody's done some remixes, right? Let's see. Oh, have to be. Let me see if I can find some, some hot stuff. Let's see. Batman and Robin. Uh, from the video Batman the game. Animated Series, which was retitled Adventures of Batman and Robin for a second season. Uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin remix, full album. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Let's hear this big boss remix. Let's see what we got here. I don't know what to expect here, but I'm excited. Dude. I am so excited. Oh, listen to this. Uh, that is hot. Uh, 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 this is a great new discovery. I'm all into yeah, that. I That's love it. Fantastic catch, dude. That's great. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll get to what we're going to do next week in a second because it's going to be exciting. But first, welcome to the treasure room. Emails on this show come to us at playretroshow at gmail.com. That's playretroshow at gmail.com. D Money wrote D-money. in. D Money. D Money. Woot woot. 
says, wondered if you guys had heard the band Power Glove. They play metal inspired by retro video games and classic cartoons. I would recommend the album Metal Combat for uh, for the Mortal Man is the full name of the of the album. Uh, Mortal, that sounds metal combat great. For speaking the of music, man. let's see if we can find it real quick. Uh, probably I actually listened to some of this this afternoon. I had never heard of it, D Money, until you mentioned it, and I listened and I rocked out to it for most of the afternoons. Thank you for the the Power Glove recommendation. Our oh my gosh, album fifty five. They've made a lot of albums. Hold They've on done here. a few. Let me play a little of this. Let's see what we got. A little metal. I mean, sure. I'm in. I'll get into this. It sounds all right. Dude, the the freaking video game remix scene, music scene is so cool. There's so much cool stuff. Yeah. I want to spend all day listening to it. I love it. Really it's good. not a problem. Can do. Just hook it up. Turn can it on. Do. Play can, it through. Can do. Play it through. All right. There you go. D Money is cool. If you want to be cool like D Money, send your emails to playretroshow at gmail.com. Gmail. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, a quick note. Our next episode is going to be all about the Batman movie tie-ins of the 90s. All right. Yes. There were some good ones and there were some poop. But we're going to talk about them. I kind of want to talk about the Sega CD game as well. That I thought was really good. It had like Mode yeah. 7 sort of graphics and did a lot of Throw racing around there. on it. I think that may have been Returns. I'm not sure. But uh, we're talking all the way up to Batman and Robin in 97, starting with Batman in 1990. Uh, these They're mixed bag, but there's some really good stuff in there. So we're going to talk about them. How did Batman fare in the 16 and 32-bit era? Well, we're here to tell God, you. God, we were in love with that kind of Batman uh-huh. to the nineties. We it did was so so good. Tim Burton decided that's what we wanted, so that's what we got. Yeah, and it was fine for what it needed to be. <laughs> so if you want to learn more about that, next next week is the show you're going to want to tune into. Check it out, uh, Batman and the movies, nineties video games. That's next week right here on Play Retro. In the meantime, if you haven't joined us already, please do hop onto our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/PlayRetro where you can be like Dustin Sherrill and Brendan Buckingham. Yep, those are just Ooh, two of our Brindle, many patrons. Brendan Buckingham, the yeah. third. Yeah, right? These guys are awesome. Do you want to be awesome? You have to join. Patreon.com slash play retro. We are giving away another PlayStation Classic, and we'll be announcing that winner on Patreon tomorrow. This is going to patrons only. Okay. Not everybody. We already did that contest and gave that away. Yeah, we gave we gave that community contest out last week. Yep. Uh, went to the void alone, and that package was shipped out and delivered uh, this past week. He so got it. He said thank you. Today. By the way, big thanks from Excellent. him. Excellent. Uh, yep. So we're going to give one more of these away, and it's going to be to the patrons uh, on the Patreon page. You'll get notified if you're a supporting patron. So if you haven't joined up now, you could right now. You go sign up now. You're eligible for winning the PlayStation. Sorry. Even if it means you hop out after a month or whatever, you know, we're not going to get weird. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Oh, but if we, you, we missed you last week at the Play Retro show. Get together. That's um, right. Yeah. All our extra shit we do that just, you don't know about. We're just checking on you. Make sure you're okay. If you want to be a part of that community, what are you waiting for? No commercials ever. Pre-show content every week. Monthly benefits. No better time to join up than now. Patreon.com slash Play Retro. Play Retro Show at gmail.com. Play Retro Show on Twitter. And the website is frogpants.com slash play retro. Hey, Brian, is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Sure. If you like watching uh, watching stupid people play this stupid games we do on Play Retro, I do every <laughs> week uh, at twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Most days I will be playing Batman movie yeah. tie-ins from the 90s. Batman. Batman. Uh, so that's next week, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for watching. Go play something retro, and we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.